Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, hello, hello, hello. It's Brother Shorty with uh, <clears throat> Seeking Justice Resource Community. Just now got the program up and running. I'm running a little late, but uh, everything is coming on. The Internet's a little slow, so that'll be that. <clears throat> Do we have any guests here tonight? Hello. Well, again, this is uh, Brother Shorty with Seeking Justice Resource Community, and we got some uh, teaching from Bill Thornton that we're going to be throwing out there, and I was hoping to get the board up, but the board's uh, running real slow, so we just have to see what happens to that. That way I can keep tabs on our guests. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and open up some Bill Thornton here with uh, Bill Thornton at Nitty Gritty Law Library, and he's going to be teaching about uh, how to suspend the judge before you go to court, and so we're going to play the the video right now, and we'll listen to uh, Sovereignty 101, Common Law and Sovereignty 101, the first video, and then we'll move over to Forms number 10. And so here we go. Okay, well, basically, like I started off a moment ago, to pique your interest, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to the end of the talk and tell you what I do when I go to court. The very first thing I do with the court, before I even enter the court, I suspend the judge. The judge may not make any decisions whatsoever. He cannot make a decision against me. He cannot make a decision for me. If he makes a decision against me, I'll issue a court order vacating his decision. If he makes a decision for me, I'll issue a court order vacating his decision. If I like the decision, I'll issue another order granting it. But I do not let the judge make any decisions at all, not one, okay? Not on his own. There is one case, and that case is on this CD, where the judge didn't get the message, and he issued a second decision after I had vacated his first decision. And by the way, when I vacate a decision, I don't just do like judges do and issue orders. What I do is I have an introduction to the order, which is a small course in, in law for the judge to read. I don't care about the attorneys. But the, I, it's written for the judge. It's written on his level, and it educates him as to why it is that I'm number one and he's number two. Then I give him the order. Okay, He gets it as a package. 
Now, there was one judge who didn't get the message. So what I did was I fined him for contempt of court. Okay? <laughs> the founding fathers really understood abuse of power. They had it up to their eyeballs with Mr. King. The old King George up there, he really was having a good time with all his uh, military coming over and harassing us, killing our people, raping them, robbing them, and not getting convicted, not punishing his soldiers. We had it. I mean, and if you want to understand the situation, just go back and read the Declaration of Independence. That's a wonderful statement of what the problem was about and why we reacted to King George. We didn't want to leave the king. We were very loyal as a people. But there were the abuses. The founding fathers understood this. Well, they didn't really understand it. They first tried the uh, Confederacy. That didn't really work so well. So the Constitution was the second attempt at it. Now, in my opinion, the Constitution is one of the finest documents ever, ever created. But it's being ignored. And you see problems around you today, in my opinion, they're not because of the Constitution. They're because the Constitution is being ignored. And why is it being ignored? Because ignorance is rampant now. They do not teach civics in school anymore. The very first school that was mandatory, public school, the very first mandatory public school was populated under military supervision. The children were escorted to the school against the parents' wishes by the military, not the police, but the military. Now, why was it so important for the federal government or whatever government was that brought the soldiers out, why was it so important for them to go to that extreme, which basically was illegal, unconstitutional? Well, because the key to population control is mindset and they had to get them in. From the 1850s to the 1950s, they gradually stripped out the subject of civics and replaced it with a new subject called American government. Has anybody seen that in school? Okay, what's the difference? Civics, if you look it up in the dictionary, it says something to the effect that is that branch of political philosophy that concerns personal rights. It does not concern government. It concerns personal rights. They quit teaching that. <clears throat> I want you to understand, when the Constitution was formed, or actually when we declared our independence in 1776, we were not an uncultured, boorish bunch of people. We were not a bunch of backwoodsmen. That's what they like to tell us. They like to leave us with the impression that, uh, you know, we're just a bunch of... Uh, I guess, you know, random people that decided to rebel. Just to put it in perspective, I want you to realize that in 1776, Harvard University was over 100 years old. Okay? We were a cultured society. We had our customs. We had our usages. We were equal to England in terms of our development. They like to tell us that the United States is over 200 years old. Well, when you talk of the culture here, we're over 400 years old. 
we were established. And out of those experiences, we developed the Constitution. Who are, who do I mean by we? I mean we the people. Okay? So, anyway, let's get into this. <clears throat> On this CD, this CD is Law Notes. And that's just what it is. This is not a complete CD. It just has some notes that I've accumulated over time. Um, on, the, on the cover page here, you'll see there's law notes and there's the example. The law notes, that's the theory. The example is an actual case where the theory got applied. Okay? So this case involved uh, an automobile going through a stop sign. That was the first part of Sovereignty 101. You there, Gloria? Yeah. You probably heard this before, but I've got the second half of it on uh, forms uh, number 10. But what he did was he suspended the judge, and then he uh, went ahead and the judge uh, he uh, gave an order to vacate the judge's order, and then the judge uh, issued a second order, and then he issued an order to vacate that one, plus he issued an order to find her and hold her contempt of court. <clears throat> and I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So what's going on with you? Oh, <laughs> Busy, busy trying to survive. Gotta make some uh, money. Well, that's all part of part of life. You know, I gotta do it every day too. But you know, it is what it is. You know. Yeah. Doesn't grow on trees. Yeah. Uh, Where's everybody? Where's everybody? Well, they decided to pull the plug. There was a little <laughs> rip amongst the uh, amongst the group, and uh, I guess I asked three questions, and when I asked three questions, it got to be too much, and and so everyone decided to pull the plug, you know, and so they go and do what they want to do. In the meantime, I got teaching. I got ads up. Uh, Detroit, Indiana, uh, Kansas City, St. Louis, uh, Western Kentucky. And I got ads up on uh, four different uh, Facebooks. And I got a Friday night one now. Same time, 7 o'clock. And I'm trying to do the... Uh, with with the Charles, when the Charles is um, Charles is doing well, his well, Charles, is, Charles is every other Friday. Oh, every other Friday. Yep, that's what he's doing now. He had one oh. this Friday, so next Friday he's going to skip it. Yeah. You know? Right, right. And then so he's going to give people an opportunity to decide what they want to do. All right. And that's the same way with me. You know, I just keep being myself and do what I got to do. In order to be productive, you know, 
And I've been working on getting the volume right on the uh, teaching part of it, but uh, I'm having a hard time with one of my main computers, and then my laptop doesn't seem to be too bad, so I've been using it and trying to get stuff on that. I got uh, three computers that I use here, and I'm getting ready to open up a fourth one. I got a brand new one that I, I've only used for a couple mm. of hours, you know, and so I'm gonna try to get that puppy online. Got to get some more software in there. What's going on with um, Jonas challenging the money, uh, gold? Uh, well, I, I I have no idea. Uh, right now, uh, that uh, the calls are not as frequent as they used to be. So, what can I say? Uh-huh. Again, again, there was a little bit of a riff, and uh, because of that, uh, things changed. Really? So, what happened between last week and this week? Something happened? You're saying uh, you asked the three questions? <laughs> uh, yeah. What did you, you know, ask? Was, was working on a case, and then on the case... Uh, there was someone else involved in it, and they said that they can take care of one paragraph compared to something that's uh, anywhere from three to 22 pages long. And I looked at all the options of what to do and shared it with everyone. And all of a sudden, uh, uh, somebody says that they can take care of one paragraph. They did their own thing. And I'm like, oh, well, I got three questions. And so the first question was, how long? Have you known about the case? And what is it you've done since you've known about it? And are you willing to share that one paragraph? And uh, all of a sudden, you know, phone went dead. You know, guy quit uh, speaking. So it's one of those deals. You know, I just, you know, this is a community. And so being a community, then we want to, uh, we want to work together. You know, mm-hmm. and so if everyone has input, then that's fine. You know, because mm-hmm. once a file once a file folder is assigned, then everyone that's given input gets a folder that's a subfolder with their name on it. And so any input coming in from that individual will go into their file folder in that uh, on that case. You know, and so uh, he he didn't want a file folder for himself, and he didn't want to share that one paragraph. And he didn't like the fact that uh, there was questions being questioned, you know. So, you know, all I wanted to know was, you know, how long have you known about the case and what have you, uh, uh, what's your input, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so kind of <laughs> upset a bunch of people, you know, that I would, you know, even mm-hmm. question more, you know, so that's yeah. that. You know, I guess you let, some, you some know, you let people, right? Yeah, you, you got to let people be themselves. You know what I mean? Right. And and so you know the thing of it is, you do what you can when you can, and such and so forth. Yep, I keep doing my mm-hmm. studying and and researching and trying to put things together from my end. You know, I did get one call today that. Uh, one individual said, well, I'm sorry, we got things to do. We're getting ready to go out of town for a couple of days, so we're not going to be on the program. I'm like, okay, you know, 
And then mm-hmm. from that point on, nobody else called, but, you know, everyone's got something to do, you know, so. Mm. Yep. Yep, that's <laughs> the way it goes, isn't it? What's, uh, what's happening with um, um, with the, what's this, a ghost, ghost? Where's I don't know. Ghost? I don't know. What's ghost doing these days? I don't. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. You know, communication broken out. You know what I mean? People have my number. They can call me just like they used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, ever since I asked three questions, it became an issue. And a some ghost people. Was, uh, a ghost was uh, on a call last week. I heard. Oh, uh, yeah, he was a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, in between the time, I think there's been communication indicating that. Uh, we don't want to be a part of this community, you know, so I don't know, you know. But goes too, that he doesn't want to be part of this community. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Who was who was in the group that you were challenging through questions? Oh, it was uh, one of the individuals that was close to the case, you know, so, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't say anything wrong with asking three prominent questions, you know. What's going on with the Randall's case? I have no idea. There's no communication. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Uh Everyone's uh, decided to back up and punt, you know what I mean? They want to do what they want to do, and they're on their own, you know what I mean? If I take off my time and my effort and put into it and, you know, and spend four days, you know, with him and then go to court with him, you know, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I've done my job, you know, nobody else is doing that. So, yep, yep. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going for... Name change, status change, uh, declaring my beneficiary status, uh, everything in all in one case. <laughs> what what happened to the uh, property issue? Property issue? What property issue? Yours. My property? Oh, Yours. actually, um, um. Put it on the side because I I'm still recovering. I told the court that I cannot I cannot move forward um, because it requires uh, uh, for me to you know go to court and research all the papers. I cannot stand in one feet. You know, I'm still yeah. um, I'm still in my clutches. There's no yeah. way that I could go to court and. And research all that stuff, and you know, um, yep. I have to sit down in front of a computer. They don't have a chair. I can't stand up too long with my one feet. <laughs> you know. Well, so, how's that? How's that foot coming along? Uh, it's a healing. It's a healing. It's uh, you know, I guess that you could heal much faster when you're younger, but. You know, mine uh, right now it's been about 
month and a half. Um, still it's too early, you know, to be able to walk. Um, maybe um, walking, you know, maybe another month or so, you know, then yeah. I may be able to put my feet down a little bit longer, um, but I still would not be able to stand on two feet, I don't think. You know, because I, I need another therapy and maybe like three months, you know, maybe four months, maybe I go back to a little bit more like normal. <laughs> well, so, did the uh, the people that ran over your foot did are they taking care of the the bills and everything? Um, no, not really. Pennsylvania, uh, I have to have insurance in order to cover first, and then uh, after the lawsuit is settled, then they pay the bills later. That's what uh-huh. um, that's how it works, I guess. Yeah, when I had the uh, Friday night program, I had some people from uh, uh, Texas come on, mm-hmm. and and they came on for a little bit, and they popped off. I didn't even realize they were on, you know, and okay. uh, I guess I walked away from the board and didn't see what was going on, so. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So, yeah, so um, basically... I have a one appeal case. It's a put on hold, and I put more extension. Uh, they extended two months, but uh, it's still short, so I put another extension. Um, appeal case, and then I have a bankruptcy case that was put it off for two months. Uh, but I think I'm gonna have to put it off another. <laughs> month and a half or so you know and I have to focus on my healing so you know court courts want me to go forward but you know I can't I can't you know um there's no way that I could handle all these courts <laughs> in this condition <laughs> Yeah. And um, once I file my beneficiary status and correction of my name and stuff, everything is going to have to stop, you know, and the court has to make a decision because uh, I'm declaring that I'm not the name. <laughs> you know what I mean? So That's right. Once the case is filed... They have to. I, I will notify all the court that there is a proceeding going on here. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yep. So that's gonna be interesting. <clears throat> I'm gonna be filing pretty soon. Sure. You know, well, it'd be, so I, to, it'd be interesting to see the outcome of that. You know. I'm going to the exclusive equity court. You know, and. Uh, I want the uh, decrees and, you know, I want uh, basically the accounting. Uh, I want the accounting all uh, discover and, and close and return my estate to me for my beneficial use. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty much ready. 
you know, ready after I've been studying, studying, and now I'm pretty much ready to go forward. You know, so uh, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> you know, after I file it, I'm going to notify all the courts every every case that they have to mute themselves, you know, basically. Because <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm the beneficiary of the estate. <laughs> oh yeah. So, yeah. So I'm pretty much there. Ready to go. I think I'm well, kind of hope... done my study now. You know. Well, hopefully everything will, will work out for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it has to work out because then, you know, government is breaching the contract. So, you know, I have a a contract with them and they can't deny that, you know. It's a breach of contract. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm really amazed as much advertisement as I've done for the program for, for tonight's session. And as long as I've been promoting it, I, I I can't believe that we don't have other people that are not interested in uh, this community here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you mean people are not interested in what? Joining? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I've got Kansas City, Detroit, Indiana, uh uh, St. Louis, I've got Western Kentucky, and I've got it on four Facebook. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the deal there. I found an interesting case law here. It says um, citizenship and residence, as has often been declared by the courts, are not convertible terms. Tucker versus Overman, or Overman. This is kind of interesting to read, maybe these cases. Um, Citizenship is a status or condition, and it is the result of both act and intent. An adult person cannot become a citizen of a state by simply intending to, nor does anyone become such a citizen by mere residence. Um, The residence and the intent must coexist in correspondence. And though under ordinary circumstances, the former may be sufficient evidence of a la- of the latter. It is not conclusive, and the contrary may may always be shown. And when the question of citizenship turns on on the intention with which a person has resident uh, resided in a particular state. His own testimony under ordinary circumstances is entitled to great weight on the point. 
but certainly it was not the intention of the 14th Amendment to make any citizen of the United States a citizen of any particular state against his will, in which the exigences of his business his social relations or obligations or other cause might require his presence for the greater or less length of time without any intention on his part to become such citizen. The better opinion seems to be that the citizen of the United States is under the amendment Prima facie, a citizen of the state uh, wherein he resides and cannot arbitrarily be excluded therefrom by such a state, but that he does not become a citizen of a state against his will and contrary to his uh, purpose and intention to retain an already acquired citizenship elsewhere. The amendment is a re, uh, restraining on the power of a state but not on the right of the person to choose and maintain his citizenship or domicile, but it protects him in the exercise of a right by making him a citizen of that state in which he may choose to reside with such intention. Yeah. Uh, Robertson versus C's U.S. case. The court held that for the purpose of giving the jurisdiction to the circuit court an allegation that a party is resident of a particular state is not equivalent to an allegation that he is a citizen thereof. For the further reason, as suggested by Mr. Justice uh, Harlan, that even under the amendment, mere resident in a state does not necessarily or conclusively prove one to be a citizen thereof. And if an allegation of resident in a state is not necessarily, even under amendment, the equivalent of a an allegation of citizenship, then the mere fact of resident in a state is not necessarily the equivalent of the citizenship. Well, citizenship, according to the Fourth Amendment, is two prongs. One is you have to be born or naturalized, and two, <clears throat> you have to subject yourself to their jurisdiction. Uh, basically, the citizenship and residence. Uh, basically, what 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 this is saying is that the when somebody is residing in in a state, that doesn't make the person citizenship of that state. Right. Right, just because you're a resident doesn't mean that you're naturalized. You have to be naturalized and you have to be subject to the jurisdiction. You can be naturalized, but if you're not subject to the jurisdiction, then you're not a 14th Amendment citizen. 
because the 14th Amendment says all those that are born in and or naturalized and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens and citizens in the state where they reside. That's what the 14th Amendment says. Um, person born or naturalized within the United States is a citizen of the United States and of the state where they reside. They have to subject themselves to jurisdiction before they become citizens, according to the 14th Amendment. Because that's the second prong on being an American citizen under the 14th Amendment. Now, if you're an Article 4, Section 2 citizen, that means if you're born here, you don't need an excuse. Well, the 14th Amendment actually created the corporate citizen. I mean, that's what I'm reading repeatedly elsewhere. Um, And so it seems like the citizen... Uh, the, the person who's born or naturalized within the United States. So now, United States, which United States? Is that a corporate United States? Or is that a, a, a sovereign nation United States? You know what I mean? Well, there's three, there's three aspects to it. One is the upper and lower case, United States. And that's the 50 states. And then there's the United States of America, which is all caps. And then that's the corporation. That's uh, Washington, D.C., a 10-mile square area. United States of America, upper lowercase, and there's all caps. Right. And the upper and lowercase, the United States, not the United States of America, but the United States, that's talking about the 50 states united. But if you got all caps and you got the no, word no, America no. on there. United States of America. That is the sovereign states. American no. states. Well, no. The, the difference is, is one is 50 states united and one is the United States of America, which is actually a corporation. No. No? No. Mm-mm. Why did they teach it that way then? No, go look at the Blacks or Dictionary. It says, United States of America, it says it's a federal republic. Federal right. republic. That's the all caps in it. That's a republic. No, that's not corporation. That's not municipal corporation. Federal Republic is basically, uh, it's a republic nations. Federated. Uh, The State of Union is Federated Republic. When When they say republic, that's not a corporation. Yeah. So, yeah, the United States of America, it says in a black addiction, the Federal Republic. Well, I'm looking for my black law dictionary, and I don't see it in front of me, so I have to look at it. Oh, here it is. Maybe this is it. Of America, 
means a of means belong to America. America is not District of Columbia. When I signed the naturalization paper, it says um, I have intention to become a citizen of the United States in case if I needed to enroll into a military for the protection of this country. Okay, and then and then so other other sentences. Then it says at the bottom. So therefore, I have intention, I, I, I became, I am becoming a citizen of the United States of America, upper lowercase. So they want me to sign that, so I signed that. I become, he says, I become a citizen of the United States of America. But on the above sentences, it says, I have intention to become citizen of the United States. So okay, well, I got Black Law Dictionary here, and it says, United States of America, a federal republic formed after the War of Independence and made up of... Uh, What is it saying? Forty eight. Forty eight states. That's a federal republic. State of Union. Well, we'd have to go back before this because this was the ninth edition. And so it doesn't matter. Even before that it says it says the same thing. It's a state of union, forty eight state. So they call it a United States of America for lowercase. Then yep, they have yep. a United States of America all caps. That's yeah. Person. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, the court cases they're all write all all cap capitalized names because a person it has to be a person in order to come to the court in Edmund. So they are running on Admiralty Court and and are doing business. They're claiming money or whatever. So they have to come in as a person. Yeah. So all the court cases, they're all capitalized names. And that makes it what? That's a corporation. That's right. Corporation interface with the corporation. So they created citizens or corporate entity in and uh, be sued and to to sue and be sued. Yeah. Was uh, otherwise they can't sue. Uh only only man can sue man is in equity. Interesting. Or, or, or common law. Interesting. You know, so um, uh, what is that? Uh, 
Penhalo versus Dawn Administrator case, stating uh. that yeah, uh, government is a corporation and cannot can only interface with artificial person. So they have oh. to create an artificial person in order to claim against you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like we have Dave on from Michigan. Dave, are you there? So if Dave? you are a official person, then you are a registered agent. You are registered. You have to be an agent. Because hmm. uh, we are not an official person, right? So the man is asking as an agent for that artificial person. Interesting. <laughs> That's admiralty. Admiralty, somebody has to represent the fiction. So we don't want to represent the fiction, so that's why we're oh. fighting to go into common law. Yeah, I just lost my internet. That's always fun. Uh, if you lose internet, so how then are you? Oh, um, you're on the phone, right? Yeah. Oh, I see. So you cannot sign in to talk to you? Well, I'm trying to get reconnected again. I think Dave's on the program. I'm trying to get his attention. Come here. What's the latest with you, man? Nothing. No notices, no nothing. Yeah. I got Only thing I got, I got something from the state that said uh, my license is suspended. They want me to turn it in. <laughs> So you'll gladly do that, right? What's that? I said you'll gladly do that, right? Well, I uh, well I told you about that. I I I let it run out, expire like fifteen, twenty years ago. I have nothing to turn in. It's already the contracts over. I have no contract with them. Okay, and so did you notice them that? I haven't noticed them that because I'm going to a meeting and I'm going to show it to Andrew and. Uh, Jack and see how well they should they think I should reply so yeah yeah it's kind of interesting uh to see all the rift that's going on from three questions you know and everyone's just kind of pulled the plug on the Tuesday night thing and then on the on the Friday night program, I had uh, one guy from Texas, although that I had the ad up, you know, that uh, there, uh, you know, I guess I, maybe I got it in the wrong category. And uh, so that becomes an issue right there. Uh, I had to find the right categories to get the right people involved, you know. Did you have it at the same time on Friday? Yeah. Yeah, I tried to go. I tried to go. I forgot about last Tuesday, and I went out at ten after nine. You guys were already over, but I thought I went out Friday night, and I didn't hear anything. 
Well, if you go to Friday night's program, it's recorded. It uh, talks about the special master, and it talks about people or citizen. Which one are you? The master and the special citizen? No, special master and people or citizen. Which one are you? I'm not a citizen. I can tell you that much. Well, you know, I've had some reconsideration on account of some of his teaching. And then when I've read uh, the scenario about uh, uh, Article 4, Section 2, where you could be a citizen and still be free, but if you're a 14th Amendment citizen, you definitely don't want to be that. I don't even know why you'd bring up the word citizen. I'm an American. I mean, nothing else. I don't well, care. Well, the thing of it is, the thing of it is, is that uh, we're part of a nation. And so being a part of the nation, you're born here, you don't need an excuse, you know. But if you're a 14th Amendment a citizen, uh, then you have to have all kinds of excuses. Because the second part of the 14th Amendment is, that you have to subject yourself to their jurisdiction. And so once you do that, then you're a slave. Don't they say right in the paperwork you're a U.S. citizen? What paperwork? When you become a, if you are if you come out from out of the country and come into the country, it doesn't say U.S. Okay. citizen. Well, yeah, if you come into the country, then you have to enter in under the 14th Amendment. But right. if you're born here... You don't need an excuse. Well, but you could, in theory, if they didn't catch you, you could change that U.S. citizen to just American. I do it on my paperwork all the time. Now, if they catch you, I don't know what they do with you, but I do it. No, actually, um, actually, people that come from another country, uh, like myself, um, you become a national, national of the United States. Of America, a, a U.S. national? No, national of the United States of America. Is, is that what it says on the paperwork? It doesn't say U.S. citizen. Uh no. It says uh, it says uh, there's a whole bunch of like sentences. Yeah. And uh, and one of them says a citizen. I have intention to become a citizen of the United States. Uh in the case of like emergency, national emergency or war, I, I have a right to bear arm. So then there, it says a citizen of the United States up there. Then at the bottom it says, therefore I become a citizen of the United States of America. So they use United States and they use the United States of America at the bottom. You know, and you know what? That's dual citizenship. That's a felony. So then, uh, then there's a case law talking about it that the national of the United States can be verified by birth certificate or naturalization. Okay. So we all become national of the United States of America. Uh, is it all capital? No. United States means the nation. No, on your paperwork. 
Is it all capitalized? No, upper lowercase. Upper and lowercase. Well, it's not even what the Constitution's or the uh, Bill of Rights. It's uh, United States was uncapitalized. Yeah, United States uh, not capitalized. Correct. It says, I became a citizen of the United States, which is the all 50 state of union. Uh I I become basically a state citizen, where once you become state citizen, you become a sort of national citizen, national citizen, all 50 states, same. So you can go anywhere you want, and uh, once you obtain the citizenship, and then you can live anywhere you want, and then you are of that uh, state citizen mm-hmm. where you where you domicile. Yeah, I always deny I'm a citizen. Whenever I'm asked that, I'm I'm never a citizen. But now so, you know. So they don't rec- they 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 recognize two, only two. One is a U.S. citizen who's uh, granted a corporate privilege. Um, yeah. Then there is uh, Supreme Court says, okay, there's a Supreme Court basically saying that um, there is a sovereign citizen with the unalienable rights. That is yeah. uh, that is the uh, American nationals. But yeah. the the Supreme Court uh, worded the way uh, sovereign. It's a sovereign citizen with the unalienable rights. So obviously. They did create it uh, using that sovereign citizen, and I used I, I used it in in a bad term, so they confuse you. So there is a, a sovereign citizen with the unalienable is a basically American national. So it clearly states that there is a U.S. citizen who obtained a corporate privilege and the, and also this this particular case talks about that you can be whoever you want to be okay and so um so there's two that they recognize one mm-hmm. is one citizen with the unalienable rights which is american national and then us a citizen do you vote no uh, they, so I, I filled out my voter's registration, and uh, my voter's registration has the same deal. At the top, it says you must be a citizen of the United States of America, and at the bottom, it says you must be a U.S. citizen. So if you sign that paperwork, you've committed a felony or dual citizen. So basically, uh, the, the people of the United States of America, the jour, are known as a state citizen, the sovereign citizen with unalienable rights. So, um, so you know, so you could say uh, American national or sovereign citizen with unalienable rights uh, because they're all uh, synonymous term, the people of the United States of America versus a sovereign citizen with unalienable rights uh, or American national. They're all same meaning. Well, do you have a passport? 
passport, actually a U.S. passport is a corporate commercial document. And that um, I identify as citizen of the United States. Well, that depends how you fill it out. Yeah. Because but you can be a, it'll tell you, you can be a U.S. citizen or a U.S. national. And actually, after you do a correction status. You don't have to do I'm a correction. It's, it's on the second page on the right-hand uh, column. Uh, it's, it says, are you a U.S. citizen? And you check the box, no. And I think it asks you two questions. And you just check no. the box, no. And it turns regardless you into... How, regardless how you file it, uh, when you obtain a U.S. passport, you are a citizen of the United States. Not if you, uh, if you fill it out correctly, that's not true. No. They're all people... They think that they have a special passport by filling it up, but you know when you compare after they get them, when you compare them, they're exactly same. You can't no, tell nothing. You, can't tell you cannot tell a difference from looks. It's when they run your strip or they put your stuff in. When they when they do that, they can tell a difference. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anybody anybody got stripped uh, and, and you know somebody? Uh... Yes, I do know somebody who was a contractor and he worked on uh, U.S. bases, American bases. And right. uh, and uh, he, he, he went in one time with about 10 other contractors and uh, everybody got stopped except him. Uh, when they put his passport number in, the guy that, that did it, Said he didn't understand what was going on, so he got his commanding officer into the office, and they ran it. And the guy said, "Oh, this guy's a U.S. national. Go ahead." Oh, yeah, maybe that's true. But also, um, people who did the correction status, uh, their passport has nine stars, and uh, somebody. Uh, somebody claimed that he actually seen it. Uh, five people actually did it, uh, I guess, recently, and um, and have a nine stars. So I don't know. Um, I forgot. You know, I, I didn't do mine correctly, and I'm going to go. I did mine without a Social Security number, but I don't think I did it correctly for a U.S. national. So I'm going to go back pretty soon, and then I'm going to apply for the card. And when you get the card, you get a new passport with it for for forty dollars. And I know how to do U.S. National now without uh, without fail. But I I did it without the social security number. But uh, when I actually went after FOIA request and give me the copy, uh, they actually wrote it uh, in their column. They wrote the. They found the social security number and they wrote it at the day when I applied for it. And even though I did not write it, they actually found it and wrote it. So it really doesn't matter. They will find it. You know, okay. Whether you don't write it. So when you actually request the application copy, it's going to have a, your the social security number is written. Well, that's why you're supposed to write an A across. Huh? 
You're supposed to write N-A with the line. That's why you do that. Cross line? Yeah, N-A, not applicable. Then they can't fill it in. Yeah. I put zero, 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 but then after they collected, they found the number and they wrote it, and I didn't know until I did a FOIA request and obtained a copy. Gotcha. Yeah. So you have to go back and see, you know, request a copy of application, and you're going to see the social security number they find it and they write it down. <laughs> well, I'm going to do that after I do my U.S. national passport. All the uh, all the applications apply to U.S. citizens, not U.S. nationals, so they can't apply anything to you if you have a U.S. national passport. Yeah. Where do where 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 can we find that information? Um, it's pretty easy. I had somebody send it to me one time. It's going to take a little while to find it. Okay. But if you, if you actually look at the application, um, you will see on the second page. In fact, maybe I'll send it to you if I can find it. It says yeah, uh, U.S. citizen on uh, there's a box you check, and you put down no or you check no or whatever, and then it automatically goes to U.S. national. But there's no, no difference on the face of the, uh, of the. Uh, you can't tell on the passport. There's no difference. I, I, did, I did that. I, I did that and I write the social skits number either. But uh, What is the object of having the passport if you're here and you don't plan on going to a third world country? I, I I have done it before, and I use it for ID. So if I if I go to Canada or something like that, I use my passport. But I use okay. it for ID everywhere I go. You know, whenever I need something, like if I need a birth certificate or a death certificate or something, you have to have ID. And nothing stands above uh, the U.S. passport when it comes to that. Yeah. Well, what if I have no need for the U.S. passport? I mean, what 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 need, what benefit would it do me to have a U.S. passport? That's strictly up to you. I haven't traveled in a while either, but there's a time when it might happen, and I'm not going to wait the 60 days or whatever to get my passport. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So if I go to Arizona from Missouri, then I got to have a passport? You know, that's not, you don't have to, but, you know, there's five states now, I think, that are requiring you to get, when you get on a plane, even if you stay in the America. They okay, but that's a, that's a plane, but that's not, uh, you know, the everyday normal travel. You know, that. I understand. What ID do you want to use to when you do your travel? when if you cash a check or you stay at a motel or something, I don't, I don't know. I'm just you. You're trying to get me into a trap of some sort here, and I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to tell you that if somebody asks me for ID, that's what I use. I have nothing else to use. Oh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> well, at this point, I don't have a need for an ID because there's mm-hmm. nothing that uh, pertains to uh, identify yourself. How do you get into a, a federal building? 
Well, the same way with the Amish. You know what I mean? I don't do picture IDs. Okay, well, how do the Amish get into a federal building? They it's don't do picture IDs. You know, if you say you're Amish, you don't have to produce ID. You, you, right, because you're religious exempt. So you have to fill out a paper that says you're religious exempt. No, it becomes automatic when you're Amish. Well, if what if you're not Amish? Uh, then that's a different story. Well, let's see. Years ago, the Secretary of State of the State of Michigan said uh, there is a there's a document out there, the form that says, uh, and you don't have to be Amish, but the Amish do it all the time. They don't need a driver's license, so they do it. They just fill out a form that uh, that says uh, I'm against the real. It's against my religion to have a driver's license. I'll be damned if I can find that form. You know, when you call a secretary of state office, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> when you go there, they don't know what you're talking about. So I don't know. I need to find an Amish person. Oh, you know, Jonas might know because he was used to be. He was he he was in Michigan at one time. Oh. Yeah, but uh, you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, owning a vehicle is different than driving the vehicle. I understand. Well, they're not supposed to own it either. Well, I don't know about that because uh, I I just had a couple that came through and stopped in and spent the night here, and they drive and everything. Yeah, but they don't own it. They can't. The Amish can't own anything mechanical. Well, there's two orders. There's the old order, and then there's the new order. I got you. And, and with the new order, there's different rules for them. They can yeah. still be Amish, but you know that their uh, their regulations are different than the old Amish. You know, the mm-hmm. old. Order. At least that's what they told me. You know, I they only stayed here a day. You know, they they spent the day, got some rest, spent the night, and then the next morning they headed back out. You know, right. but I, I was able to get some information from them. You know, well, it's like Jonas, he can run on electricity, but he can't use the lines, right? Supposedly, you know, so it's got well, to be he some... Yeah, he's got that generator. But does he use gasoline at all? He uses uh, propane, doesn't he? Uh, uh, natural gas. Well, yeah, he uses uh, propane on those heaters. Yeah, but he and he puts it in the cars, but his car's in a trust. Yeah. Okay, so essentially he's out of the loop. I know when they build those homes and the, the Amish build the homes, they, they use the electrical tools and the air-powered tools, but they're not theirs. They supply them for them. Right, yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, noticed, I noticed on his sewing machine he had the pedal driven. That's right. I, well, I used to wonder how they built those homes so quickly there. You know, I said, well, it's a lot of hammering and nailing. So I took a tour of the uh, the modular home, and they had all these tools off to the side. And I said, well, why is that? And he said, well, most of these guys are Amish that work here, so they can't own that stuff. Oh. Was that down at Jonas's? No, that was um, – uh, there's a place that's kind of famous for modular homes, and I can't think of it. It's in Indiana, but it's in northern – uh, Northern Indiana. It's very, uh, very famous, but I can't remember the name of the city right now. 
Wow. Uh, Napanee. Hmm. Napanee, Indiana. It's uh, not too far from here. And it's like, there's like two major home builders there, I think. Yep. Well, it's interesting, you know. Well, you, learn something, you learn something, you know. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta do that. See how to do that for you to get the information on my, on my. Uh, yeah. Title twenty six. Um, okay. Section eight seven seven expatriation to avoid tax. Under that the uh, under that section it says substantial contract. It says okay. substantial contracts, and it says an individual shall be treated as having no substantial contract with the United States only if the individual. Uh-huh. One was never a resident of the United States. B uh, two has never held a United States passport. <laughs> Once you have a passport, you have a substantial contract. <laughs> it's Title Twenty Six Eight Seventy Seven. Mm-hmm. All right, yep. I'll look it up. I'm going to disappear for a few minutes. Oh, yep. I heard that people having state passport and not having U.S. passport, and then some says now they discontinued. Um, but I believe they still do have a state passport because we are all state citizens, you know. <laughs> and then once you go and seek for the U.S. passport. Uh, you have a substantial contract with the uh, corporation United States. Hmm. Interesting. It's because all interesting. All, all the department and agency of the United States are corporations. So when you go into uh, any agency or department and you are seeking for benefit by application, you having a substantial contract. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, what I found. I go, wow, when you have a U.S. passport, you have a substantial contract. <laughs> so um, when when I had a um, bankruptcy case and... I went to the sheriff's uh, sheriff's, uh, attorney, and I asked him, okay, I follow bankruptcy, so um, uh, are you going to sell my house this morning? And he goes, show me your passport. (laughs) Show me who you are. (laughs) So I pulled out the passport. He he said he wanted to see ID, and at the time I had a passport. So I showed him. He goes, okay, yeah. Uh, your 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 house is uh, is not gonna be sell because you filed bankruptcy. <laughs> so he identified the person in a U.S. passport as the debtor. You get it? So so that entity, all caps, uh, basically is an estate and is a trust 
um, entity, and um, that entity is residing in District of Columbia. So is that you? <laughs> or are you mm-hmm. an agent? Yeah. So that's well, a lot of people like to use the term. A lot of people like to use the term straw man. That's why you have to do a you need a status correction. If you don't do, you are U.S. citizen, the debtor, an obligation of all commercial obligations. There's a case law talking about it that state citizens are immune and has no obligation to um, government, no obligation to government. So uh, they've got to become a state citizen and change that status. Hmm. So, you know, so if there is a state passport, go for that. And do not hold the U.S. passport. Yeah. So, I mean, it says right here, it says on on that expatriation for avoiding tax, a substantial contract means a, a someone who holds a U.S. passport. Wow. Yeah. Something else there. <laughs> what to do, when to do it, boy, I tell you. I think once uh, you do the status correction, um, definitely, you know, they will recognize it anywhere you go. Yeah. So rather than filing form in such such a way and you think, uh, you know, you uh, have a national passport, you could mm. be wrong. Did but you, definitely, were, definitely were you, have people having a special passport after they did a, cor- a correction status by decree of the judge. So mm-hmm. um, that's much more safe way to do it. Were you able to find that Goodwill Express in your neighborhood? Oh, no, actually two hours away. Kind of far away. Two hours away? Yep. Mm-hmm. But they got it out there. Yeah, yeah. Do they open every day? You can just go pick it up, stuff? Yeah, the one out here is like, uh, I think they're open till 8 o'clock on regular days, and on Sunday they're open till 6 o'clock. Uh, so every day you can just go and pick it up at any time? Yeah. If you did, you could go on their website and look at their hours, you know, to be sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I'm just kind of focusing, cleaning on my house. <laughs> I have a lot of stuff in my house i got to clean up. You know. Sure. Join the crowd. 
You know, I get it all the time. You know, once or twice a week I go there, and then I bring back more and more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And so then I got all this extra stuff. You know, it's just too much, you know. Mm. Yeah, got to work on getting rid of my things. But uh, the thing is, though, like people want to pick it up so cheap. That's the problem. Um, I actually pay good money for things that I have, and people just want for nothing. Yeah, people around here kind of poor. People cannot afford. Well, you know, it's always good to be reasonable with them. You know what I mean? That's the whole thing there, you know? I mean, I mean you know, I can get half of what I pay for. And our items are pretty much new. And that's the problem. Well, let's say you buy an item for three bucks, you know what I mean? And normally new... You know, it may be 16 bucks, but you paid three bucks for it. And so you try to sell it for seven or eight. No, my my things that I bought it, they're like 40 bucks. And uh, I'm trying to get rid of it for 20. People won't even pick it up for 20. You know, it's a shame. Well, it's just like this one main computer I got, you know. I mean, I didn't pay a couple hundred bucks for it. I paid sixty dollars for it, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a good one. You know, it still runs, does what it's supposed to do. You know, right? And I need to get a little bit more software on it. You know, Microsoft Office and such and so forth. You know, I bought mm-hmm. a, a CD from a guy and I got it over here. And it, and it wasn't worth nothing. So now I got to back up and punt and buy another one, you know? Mm-hmm. The guy said, all you have to do is do this and do that and contact them on this and contact them on that. And I'm like, uh, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. He said, well, you know, if you want to come back over here, I'll give you the money back. And I said, no, I don't want my money back. I said, you know, we got a deal. That that, that was the deal. You just took advantage. I mean, that's just the way that it is, so. Now we're out of it. Yep. Yep. That's the deal. That's the deal there. Well, anyway, why don't we go ahead and back off of here? I got some other stuff to do. It doesn't look like we've been on here an hour and 15 minutes, and so none of our other guests have come in, so... It's time to uh, have a good evening, you know. All right. Okay. Talk to you. All right. I'll talk to you next week or talk to you on Friday. All right? Okay. All right. right. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.